Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. All right, coming to you from downtown St. Louis, and then we go to New York, 1145 pregame. We'll actually hit that break at 1140, Drew, as you know. We'll hit, uh, that'll go out of John Mosellock. That's called a hard out in our business. John Mosellock has a hard out of 1140. So we'll talk to him at 1130. The Cardinals president of baseball operations is 24 minutes away. Before that, Lutz Fannensteel. Sporting Director, St. Louis City SC. They lost 3-1 to one last night to Nashville. We'll discuss that and more. They're going to have to turn around and play right away. So we'll talk all about what's happening at City Park in downtown West with Lutz in just a bit. We have Cardinal Baseball today at 11.45. 12.40 is the first pitch, as I mentioned. And just in for the Mets, Pete Alonzo has been activated from the injured list. So that's why they didn't post their lineup right away. I saw the Cardinals lineup. I'm like, where is the Mets lineup? Oh, well, they hadn't announced Pete Alonzo yet. There he is. So the Mets lineup looks like this. Brandon Nimmo, who led off the game yesterday in the bottom of the first. First pitch home run off Adam Wainwright. He's leading off playing center field. Starling Marte's in right field batting second. Francisco Lindor is back. He is the shortstop. He bats third. Pete Alonzo is the first baseman batting fourth. Tommy Pham is the DH batting fifth. Francisco Alvarez is the catcher batting sixth. Jeff McNeil plays second base. He bats seventh. Eduardo Escobar is at third base batting eighth. And Mark Canna is the left fielder batting ninth for the Mets. The Cardinals lineup looks like this. Brendan Donovan will play first base today. He's the leadoff hitter. Paul Goldschmidt, the DH, bats second. Nolan Arenado, the third baseman, batting third. Nolan Gorman is at second base. He's the cleanup hitter. Jordan Walker, who has a 10-game hitting streak going and homered yesterday, he bats fifth. Dylan Carlson is the right fielder. He bats sixth. Paul DeYoung, the shortstop, batting seventh. Andrew Kisner will catch. He bats eighth. And Tommy Edmond is the center fielder. Batting ninth, the pitcher today is Matthew Liberator. He goes against the Mets lineup that I just mentioned, so it's going to be a tough challenge for him. That's a good lineup as they go for a series win, and the Cardinals go for a series win. Carlos Carrasco 
is the right-hander facing the Cardinals lineup today. He's 36 years old, 2-3 and three, with a 5.71 ERA. Libertor checking in with a 1-2 and two record and a 5.14 ERA, and he is a youngster. He's only 23 years old. But the 6'4", 200-pound lefty will face the Mets today in another challenge. I think you're going to hear from Libertor for a long time. I think he'll be part of the mix here moving forward for the Cardinals and their rotation. Wanted to talk before we take a break about David Freeze. David Freeze is a Cardinals legend, first and foremost. He had, let's just play it. Come on, we can't talk about David Freeze without playing the moment. There were actually two of them. There were actually several of them in the 2011 postseason. It wasn't just game six, but all you have to say in Cardinals nation or anywhere in St. Louis for that matter is game six. They will know exactly when, where, what sport you're talking about and who you're talking about. Game six of the 2011 World Series. The Cardinals down to their last strike. David Freeze. David Freeze. Swing and a long one in the right. Get up, baby. Get up. Get up. It's at the wall. It is off the wall. One run in. Here comes Burton. Over to third goes Freeze. We're tied 7-7. Seven, seven. How about that? Josh Hamilton hit a home run in the 10th to put the Rangers up 9-7. The Cardinals climb back in the bottom of the 10th. RBI by Terrio. RBI single down to his last strike, Lance Berkman. Tying the game, and the Cardinals made their way through the 10th and set up David Freeze leading off the 11th. 3-2 delivery on its way. Swing and a high drive to center field. Get up, baby. Get up, baby. Get up. David Freeze was put on the ballot by the Red Ribbon Committee. I am honored to be on that group with a number of writers and broadcasters and Cardinals Hall of Famers. Uh, and Freeze was chosen by the fans. He was the top vote getter to get into the Cardinals Hall of Fame online balloting. However, he informed the team, and the team announced it yesterday, that he has chosen to withdraw his candidacy for induction on August 20th. Despite his decision to decline his Hall of Fame induction, Freeze plans to remain an active member of the team's alumni activities and fan-related events, says the team. He does a lot of things, makes appearances, goes to fantasy camp, etc. He makes his home in Austin, Texas, and he released this statement. This is something that I've given an extreme amount of thought to, humbly, even before the voting process began. I am aware of the impact I had in helping the team bring great memories to the city I grew up in, including the 11th championship, but this honor means more to me, said Freeze. I look at who I was during my tenure, and that weighs heavily on me. The Cardinals and the entire city have always had my back in every way. I'm forever grateful to be part of such an amazing organization and fan base then, now, and in the future. I'm especially sorry to the fans that took the time to cast their votes. Cardinal Nation is basically the reason why I have unfortunately waited so long for this decision and made it more of a headache for so many people. I feel strongly about my decision and understand how people might feel about this. I get it. I'll wear it. Thank you for always being there for me, and I'm excited to be around the Cardinals as we move forward. 
Then build it with the third had a statement, although we're disappointed that David has declined to be inducted into our Hall of Fame. We respect his decision and look forward to celebrating his great Cardinals career in other ways going forward. He is also he is always welcome at Bush Stadium. So they're going to induct Jose Okendo and Max Lanier and not David Freeze. If you read his statement, and by the way, we did invite David to come on this show at this very time, and he politely declined that. Uh, I've known David for a long time. We had a little chat about that, and he he's decided that that statement right there is enough for now. Um, you know, there could be a time where, of course, we're going to have him back on the station at some point, but right now, you know, it's pretty new, and that's the statement. But if you read the statement, you know, if you really look at it, it's about the fans. You know, he he was basically set on not doing it. You know, I don't I don't belong in that group of people is what he's saying. But the reason it took him so long was you, the fans, because he knows how much you love him. You you voted for him, and he wanted to do it possibly for you. But ultimately, he's decided not to do it, and you know, I respect that a hundred percent. First of all, that he took such a long time to think it through and to think about it. And, of course, we all consider David Freeze a Cardinals legend. The Cardinals don't win the World Series without him. It's one of the great clutch performances that anyone wearing that uniform has ever had throughout the postseason. The Cardinals are waving the 11th World Championship flag out there basically because of him, among others. Uh, But I respect that. And I also know that David has been through a lot of ups and downs in his life. He is at a very good place in his life. He is married with kids and happy Father's Day to him. He has a wonderful wife, Marin. They live in Austin, Texas. Uh, He has done an amazing job in his life. And there were times it's documented. Uh, You can read about it if you want to, about the, the struggles that he went through while he was playing here in his hometown. There were days that he didn't want to get out of bed. There were days that he struggled with the success. Um, it was hard. Uh, so to not know exactly what a person is going through, sometimes I think you have to give it uh, give it time and understand that he put everything he could into that decision. And whether he's wearing a red jacket or not, he's considered a legend without a doubt. And I'm certain that for the the rest of time, you'll be hearing that highlight. And also, you'll be seeing tributes to David Freeze throughout Bush Stadium, Ballpark Village, Cardinals Nation, forever and ever. Also, he'll never buy a meal in this town again. Uh, we will take a quick break. We'll come back, talk some soccer. Lutz Steel is with us, the sporting director next. Welcome back to the show, and we welcome in the sporting director of St. Louis City SC, Lutz Steel. How are you, Lutz? Hello. How are you? No bad. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, it's good to hear from me. I um I watched the match last night. Uh let me get your thoughts first and foremost. Losing three one to Nashville. How good is Nashville and how did St. Louis respond to them in your estimation? Yeah, I think uh obviously Nashville is a it's a good MLS team. Uh, you know, they are very well organized. They're difficult to play against. They're physical. And I thought we had all the answers, to be honest. Uh, even though it was 3-1, uh, especially in the first half, you can't you couldn't really see any any difference whatsoever, uh, even being away from home. And, yeah, they punished us with the first real mistake. Um, we, we fought our way back. I thought after we conceded, we played uh, a really good first half. 
And in the second half, uh, yeah, they, they, they brought on a player with lots of speed. Uh, they, they changed a bit the momentum of the game. And in the end of the day, you know, um, there was lots of, lots of decisions uh, in the game, which I would say they're worth a discussion um, uh, from, the, from the officials, which, which obviously had an impact on, on, on it. But, um, yeah, that's, that, that's not an excuse. And in the end of the day, I think uh, after being uh, getting getting pretty quick two goals against us it was it was difficult to come back uh but we don't have much time really to 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 get uh, our head in there and, 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 and of course we need to analyze but it's only three days and we have another very important home game against Salt Lake so uh it's just about to to figure out what went wrong to to also look at it what we did well in the first half and we have to move on I always like to hear what Berkey has to say. I was not there last night. As I mentioned, I watched it, but I did read what Berkey uh, had to say. And, and he was asked if the game showed the importance of Blom and Leuven. And he said, I don't use this as an excuse because I think we had the guys in who did really well. But like I said, the first half, we had control over the game. We have players who aren't here at the moment, but it doesn't help us uh, Neither is it the time to talk about these guys because I'd rather talk about the guys who were here. Do, do, do you agree with that? Hundred percent. I mean, you know, we could, of course, have a lot of a lot of chat about uh, our players who are missing, and that that uh, that's a fair a fair thing to do. I mean, that's uh, Blom is an international player, and with uh, Klaus and Lewin be missing uh, two two DPs plus. Uh, the Arkansas that haven't even played the game yet, so there was probably four of our top players are missing. But we only can really deal with that what we have available on the on, on the on the match day, and uh, the guys who stepped in uh, had a good game. I mean, I think uh, we did figure out uh, in the recent weeks that we we we, we found a, a formula also to score goals without Klaus. And of course, uh, things will get uh, better and, and and easier for us when 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 everybody's available. That's that's the whole thing about to have, have a good squad. But you, uh, I think, yeah, what Roman says there is true. I think it was a it was a performance where we should not just hide behind the players who were missing, and uh, and, and 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 realize what 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 went the right way, what went the wrong way. But I think that that it, it was not a, a disappointing performance uh, from our side. Um, and yeah, I think uh, the guys who came in, they did their job and. You know, uh, Mukta, uh, obviously, he's at the moment, without any doubt, the best player in the league. I think he has the quality at the moment even to play in the German national team. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he scored three goals. Uh, one guy, and, uh, and of course, it was goals where there was uh, always an individual mistake before. What, what, what happened, of course, that, that's also part of the game. But um, there was... Lots of teams dropping points and losing games away to Nashville. It's not the easiest place to go to, and uh, that's what happened yesterday. Well, you're right about Mukhtar. He is a special talent, without a doubt. Do you see, and now you know Messi's coming into the league, are you anticipating uh, that we will have more Mukhtars to come, that, that you're going to see exceptional talent continue to make its way to the United States in Major League Soccer? Yeah, I think uh, the Messi uh, signing, of course, is a, is a is a big statement from the league and from Miami. You know, it's the uh, one of the best, or maybe even the best player of all times, uh, being here uh, in the MLS. So I think that definitely makes the league uh, even more attractive. It makes uh, it makes it uh, um, uh, very appealing for 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 top players 
from all over the world. Uh, however, how long it will take, uh, I think it's still a, a big challenge uh, for the MLS to uh, simply, when it comes to, to, to challenge the Bundesliga or the English Premier League or La Liga, also uh, with wages, it, it's not that easy. Uh, especially with having a salary cap, you know, it's 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 not like in, in in the European leagues where it's a complete open market. So we do have th- that salary cap restrictions where we need to be smart within within the spending. But definitely, I think uh, I think the Messi the Messi uh, signing is a, a special move, a special statement, and yeah, I think uh, I think there's only one Mukta, but I believe that some players of that level. Uh, will come sooner than later into the MLS. That's a really interesting perspective, and I appreciate it. St. Louis City SC put it on Real Salt Lake the last time they played 4 nothing. That was back when you were on your opening season tear of a run. Now you get them again, as you mentioned, a quick turnaround, June 21st at home. What do you expect? Yeah, I mean, we know the team. Uh, they know us. You know, the first time when we played them, uh, I thought, in, especially the first half, Salt Lake, uh, where um, they had chances, they could have been one and up, and we had that really, really good first 20 minutes after the break where we scored our two goals and, and then we were cruising. But Salt Lake is a team which is always difficult to play. They're disciplined, they have a few really good individual players, and uh, they showed it yesterday, going to DC, uh, winning 2 1. So they do come definitely. Uh, on, a, on, a, on, a, on an emotional high, and uh, and they won't come to St. Louis just to, to 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 lose the game. But we need to believe in ourselves. We need to believe in our home home form. Uh, we did very well the last the last home games, and I think it's also uh, you know coming now from from that journey from from Nashville, uh, not picking up any points. So there is a I would call it a healthy a healthy kind of pressure there again for us to perform and. And yeah, we need to believe that every home game uh, is, is winnable. Every every game you go away is winnable, and that's how we need to get in there and just really believe in our own, uh, yeah, philosophy to believe in our playing style, to believe in what we do, and 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 then I think uh, the fans, uh, the crowd will will help us a lot. It will be a beautiful, warm Wednesday evening with a big crowd, which will be again pushing us. Having said that, uh, you know I, I can't even thank the fans more than, than yesterday. They gave us again uh, an unbelievable support away to Nashville, traveling uh, all the way out there. You saw lots of city red in that yellow stadium, and uh, you sometimes even felt we played at home. So the the support we get there, it, it's really it's breathtaking. Uh, I can't be any thankful. Uh, than I am, and, and also the players. The players realize that the, the staff is realizing that. So. That's one of our, I think, one of our biggest and most important uh, advantages we have is that we do have that support. We have that momentum with the people really pushing us, believing in us. And uh, that's something in the long term which definitely pays off. That is well said. Uh, I could hear them through the radio and the TV. The fans were really coming through. It was great. Uh, you are at the top of the table in the West, along with Los Angeles, each with 29 points. Lutz, you have nine wins, two draws, and six losses. You have played 17 games. We are exactly one half through the season. I had a visit the other day with Carolyn Kindle. We were recording a commercial together, and we were just kind of chatting about you, how uh, much she enjoys the relationship with you and with uh, the rest of the staff just halfway through the year the the overall experience with this ownership group and St. Louis City SC what has it been like 
yeah, the owners have been have been fantastic. You know, uh, just really believed in what we're doing, uh, supporting us, um, and, and also really enjoying the moment. I think uh, that that first uh, half season now, and as you said, we are right now there at at, at the half break. Um, I think, yeah, I look at it a little bit uh, with, with a bit of a split, a split uh, emotion, to be honest, because we had that unbelievable start, all the records, you know. Uh, we also had a little dip in, in, in between, and, and we, we came back, and uh, and everybody thought now finally that the expansion team breaks into pieces. Uh, we had a very good run at home, picked up some points. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, before the season, you would have told me we are first in the West and we have that many points. I would have been uh, super excited. But then again, uh, there was some games where I thought we, we, we deserved a little bit more or we could have done maybe that tiny bit better to pick up another point, like, for example, the LA Galaxy game, that two extra points, they could be normally now already there visible on the table, but we just couldn't really finish that game. So um, there is still a lot of work to do. Uh, we know, I think, uh, we all know that everybody, everybody in the staff, every player on the field, there is lots of things where we can get better, lots of fine-tuning where we where we can improve ourselves. And and yeah, now after 17 games, you know, I never actually mentioned the word the word playoff uh, uh, at all. Uh, if if you remember, we talked every week. Mm-hmm. I never said that. Um, now being halfway there and being in the being in first place. I think that's something uh, obviously uh, we and, and people and everybody dreams about. But looking at the table now, and I, I like to always push a little bit the break, looking at the table, um, it's very tight. Uh, you know, there is uh, five, six teams together by two or three points. So if you have a small series of winning games or a small series of losing games, you, you, you can drop very quickly. So we need to be very well aware of that. And for us, it's more like thinking now, Till the break, the, the break for the for the leagues come comes in on the 16th of July with the Miami game as the last game. So we need to really focus on that last final six games now before the break comes in, and then regroup, have a little break to focus on the rest of the season. But overall, I think uh, not many people expected from us to be to be up there. It has been something else, and uh, appreciate it very much. Thank you very much for this as always, and good luck on Wednesday. Thank you so much. Lutz Fan and Steel, St. Louis City SC. Quick break. John Mosellock is next. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Gray Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back. We are just about an hour away from Cardinal Baseball, the Cardinals and the Mets at City Field in New York. And we welcome in the president of baseball operations, John Mosellock, a shortened show, and that means a shorter interview with Mo as we get out of here at 1140. Good morning, Mo. Good morning, Tommy. Uh, happy Father's Day to you. I know how much being a dad means to you, and you spend a lot of quality time with those great kids. Uh, tell us about that and, and what that means to you. Well, first off, thank you, and happy Father's Day to you and all our listeners. I, you know, I think like anybody in this business realizes that you're, you're not home a lot, so you travel quite a bit, and uh, I, I think I'm most grateful for for my wife that has to put up with um, my lifestyle and, and travel. But, you know, anytime I can be with, with my kids, which are older now, um, is something that I, I certainly look forward to. And, you know, they came around this morning, had some breakfast, and 
and then we're all sort of going in our separate ways. But, um, you know, certainly grateful that uh, I was able to spend some time with them today. That's good. And, you know, when things aren't going great and they haven't been going great for the Cardinals, how do you keep yourself steady? I mean, how, how I know it's a business and you're running one, but we all get emotional about various things. How, how do you move forward? You know, I think that the toughest part of, of being involved in sports is is the the day to day of the ups and downs, and you know, like in any type of business, there's there's certainly some down times or or where the company's not doing well, and you know you're trying to get yourself back up. But in in baseball, we cheer on our club every day. We're excited about it, and when things don't go right, we get disappointed, and you know, I think my, my one less message to fans is like, you know, we, we deeply care. I mean, from, from ownership to front office to coaches to players, I mean, nobody is taking this well and nobody is, is, is happy to see it. And I assure everyone that's listening, we are looking at ways we can try to improve this to stop it. You know, clearly yesterday was, was nice just to get a win, happy for Wayno to get closer to 200. But, you know, when you're having the, the type of season we're having, it, it's not easy. And, uh, you know, I, I think sometimes when I talk about that, it, it can it can uh, not necessarily resonate with people because they just their their, their frustrations are, are so real. And, uh, you know, going to work every day is, is something that is more challenging when things aren't going well. But, you know, I can't make excuses. I have to show up every day. And uh, most importantly, I, I want our our staff, our employees, just to know that we're going to continue to, to grind this out. Um, there's no place to hide. There's nowhere to go away. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of baseball left. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, take another step forward today and, and just use that as a building block. But what we can't do is hit five run home runs. What we can't do is win six games in one day. And so you've got to remind yourself it's, it's one day at a time. Yeah, because, you know, we're, you're six weeks from the trade deadline, but the market uh, is not going to develop yet. And and so part of your job in the front office is also to work directly with the clubhouse, don't you, from uh, your your staff, but, but especially you. Can you tell me what that is like? You are working when, – when you're spending time around the club and not necessarily – outside of of that realm yeah so i think like my responsibility is is really just about trying to keep a positive culture down there um you know i spend a lot of time with ollie and his staff just you know trying to make sure that they understand that that things will be okay but we also you know have real hard conversations too on on the reality of what we're seeing and, and what changes might need to be done and you know i think that that sometimes is the challenge because you might be able to identify something, but to your point, the trading deadline is is still six weeks away. Um, between now and then, all thirty clubs are going to have to deal with the draft. So there, there's things some people will focus on. Sometimes there's it it just takes time. But you know, right now, I think this is something that we have to look in the mirror. We have to accept what's happening and that really is you know from player staff to front office and and find a way to to take those those baby steps to, to, to something more positive i only have a minute left so i, I guess i'll narrow this down to tyler o'neill that's the one that I, I know that Lars newt is working his way back dylan's back in the lineup today o'neill what's the latest on him 
Yeah, start with uh, Lars, though. If all goes well today, um, likely use tomorrow as a travel day and then activate it by Tuesday, um, obviously subject to change. Tyler O'Neill, um, I'm sure you read that he was transferred to the 60s. So the, the reason that was done is because mathematically that's when we think he's most likely to return. Uh, so I think this week and next are going to be you know, crucial to, to knowing the timing of his return. He is feeling better, and from a baseball standpoint, hopefully he can really ramp that up by middle to end of this week. Okay, thank you very much for that, and best of you, best of luck today and in your travels, and eventually to London. Uh, thank you, appreciate it. All right, thanks, Tommy. Be well. Be well. Happy Father's Day to John Mosellock, Cardinals President of Baseball Operations. We take a break. When we come back, Joe Pot will take you into pregame on KMOX. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 